search engine optimization. On YouTube, it is the king. You have to learn how to create a title, a thumbnail, and a hook onto your videos that people will actually stick around for. But after you learn all of those components and you're able to recreate success with your videos every single time, how do you make sure that your YouTube channel has personality and story and that you get people attached onto you as the creator and not just onto the results that you give them in your YouTube videos? That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. So a lot of you have been watching the YouTube videos and noticed that recently the streaming YouTube videos have changed a little. And if you haven't been watching them, the way that they have changed is that I have kind of ventured away from this very strict YouTube video format where you have an intro, your points and then a very strict outro. And I've started talking more about my story and the things that I'm going through behind the scenes. And what's happened is that it's made a lot of people on YouTube either feel really close to me or feel like the content has gotten really rambly. And essentially what I tried to do with this experiment, because this was an experiment, (laughs) was take people through the hero's journey of me not talking about business and monetization at all, feeling like an imposter through all of those emotions out to the other side where I feel confident again. I feel like I can talk about business in addition to all of the other things that we talk about on the the YouTube channel, which would be Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch and how to use all of those to grow your stream. And the thing that I learned throughout this little five video process, we actually have a playlist. It's called From Stream Coach to Business Baddie, where I I collected all of the videos that really built the storyline. And the thing that I learned from this is that it is very difficult to start sharing more about yourself and what you're going through in your YouTube videos. This is not an easy process. And this is why in Stream Coach Academy, we actually go a lot deeper into like how to build a YouTube channel, the things that work on YouTube, the things that don't, because a lot of you are either looking at building a YouTube channel or you at least know that it's something that you need to be doing in the future to grow your stream. And so a kind of next level piece of information that you need to have whenever you go to build a YouTube channel is that SEO is really, really good. And that's the first step in you learning how to make really great videos is learning how to rank them, how to position them, how to make great thumbnails, how to make content that people will stick around for and follow the format that everyone else follows. But then it's the next step above that, right? Which is the storytelling component and learning when to break those formats and break those rules in a way that is going to help your channel. And so what we want to do with this episode is I want to bring you into a call with myself and my friend Eric Wynn, who creates a lot of YouTube videos for YouTubers. And he teaches people about these these deeper components. So it's not just SEO. He talks about storytelling and how to get your viewers invested in what you're doing. He talks about so many things that you don't hear about whenever it comes to building a really solid YouTube channel. But I don't want this conversation to confuse you because this is so high level. Some of you are going to take this information and try to start implementing it now at the very beginning of your YouTube channel. Do not do that unless you have already figured out and mastered search, okay? If you don't know SEO, you don't know how to title your videos, how to have a great thumbnail, how to have a great intro, and how to create content that people are sticking around for, if you start adding in story and all these other emotional components, it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to learn all of those things at the same time. So focus on search first, but I wanted to give you this insight into the depth that a lot of YouTubers are thinking about YouTube because this is kind of that next level stuff. And if you're in that position where you already get SEO, this is going to be a massively, massively helpful episode for you. 
So we're going to jump into that conversation with Eric Wynn. I didn't start recording until like a couple of minutes into our actual call, so it's going to seem like it just starts out of nowhere, but you'll be able to pick up context very quickly. And then hopefully by the end of the conversation, you will know where I'm at in my YouTube journey, and you'll also have a bunch of really great takeaways that you can use for yours too. I'll see you after. I go in waves. Mm. So sometimes I feel extra down. Sometimes I feel... I got this. We're good. Moving forward. Mm -hmm. Being productive. Yeah. I feel like I got all of mine out in the first week. Yeah. (laughs) I just like, oh man, it was rough. Oh God. I still got all the stuff done that I needed to, but I really just did not do anything aside from what I absolutely had to get done. And The other time, 100% of my time, I was just, like, on the couch, watching Netflix, eating chips, like, drinking rum. (laughs) It was the worst. I think we all discovered we have some (laughs) certain coping mechanisms we go to. Like, we all had to withdraw. And I liked some of the stuff you said about grieving and um, Mm. it's okay to be a little traumatized. Yeah, Um, it's, like, collective trauma, right? Because... I know whenever I was in that like really bad week or week and a half that I felt horrible because all the people that I saw online that were on social media or even if it was just like YouTube videos or or streams, I felt like everybody else was normal and that I was so weird because I was struggling so much emotionally. And the more that I have like private conversations, the more that I realize like People just aren't publicizing the way right. that they actually feel. They just are going like publicly. They're they're. It's kind of business as usual, um, but privately, it's very much a different story. Totally, yeah. But you feel like it's a little better now. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Today, I, I feel the best I've felt in weeks, which is great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Finally, it's been so annoying. I I had a meeting with my um my business coach yesterday and I kind of like unloaded a lot of stuff emotionally onto him um because I've been going through, you know, you've like seen some of the videos where I I have this like imposter syndrome, feeling like a fraud and like very much doubting myself as a a businesswoman, as a a creator and he, I, I thought that I was going to say all the stuff and that he was going to be like, yeah, stuff's really hard right now. You're right. Yep. It's difficult. Yeah. I'm, I'm going through a lot too. But instead he, he like turned the light on for me and he was like, yeah, you know, this is really a fun challenge. <laughs> and it blew my mind. Cause I was like, what are you talking about? It's a fun challenge. What do you mean? I have been like yeah. crying and drinking and ruining my body. What? <laughs> and then it just made me realize I'm like, man, resilience and adversity is like something that I used to pride myself on. It was such a big piece of who I was a year ago. And I don't know what happened in the last year, but I've kind of like, lost a little bit of that because if me from one year ago had hit this pandemic and seen all this stuff going on it'd be like ooh, what can I do now to to help people how can I make sure to like keep striving towards my goals while also doing so realistically with like everything that's going on culturally and making sure that I'm like helping people as much as I can right now and prioritizing relationships but my thought process was like I'm doomed <laughs> Oh, that's oh funny. no. <laughs> that's cool. Weird. He gave you that little bit of a. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah, was really cool. I've been surprised to see how consistent it is where just moving forward one little step at a time, keep like the take action is really what has helped me yeah. keep my spirits up. Yes, the socializing, you're not dismissing how serious the situation is, but like making my videos and being able to connect and help other people has definitely been how I've found the upswing. Yeah. Um, But uh, anyways, so on YouTube, 
we had a little interesting conversation behind the scenes about sort of balancing being emotional and vulnerable on YouTube, but with also not distracting, off-putting, you know, giving weird vibes to your audience, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited to talk about that. I was actually just in a meeting with the guys over at um, vidIQ mm-hmm. and we were kind of talking about like the hero's journey and how important story is. And, um, and I brought up your stuff. Cause I was like, if you look at literally any of his videos, yeah, there's 300 views, but the dude has like 70 comments. The engagement <laughs> is crazy over there. And he's teaching me so much about storytelling and how I can include all of these components that I know are really important in my videos. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like I'm this pendulum, right? Like before I I really knew about storytelling and emotion and authenticity and opening up about all of that in my videos, I was just following the standard format that everyone on YouTube talks about, which is like 15 second hook and a five second, like introduce yourself real fast, tell people what your channel is about, then point number one, two, and three, and then a quick outro and refer them to go watch another video. And it just felt like over time that it was so stale. And it was like, like you said, I think uh, the analogy was you, you used was, uh, it was like a dictionary. And I was like, yeah, that's totally how it feels because there are so many channels I go to and you can tell that they prioritize SEO. And I know it's important for my channel. It's 50 to 60% of the ways that, of the different ways that people find me. But at the same time, I knew that there was this other component that I was really missing that was the me of it. And so what I did was I kind of like the pendulum was on this side where I was focused so much on search. And I was like, no, that's not what we're doing anymore. And I swung (laughs) the pendulum to this side. And I was like, listen, here's what we talk about. Emotions, my journey. And I just ramble about the stuff that I think matters for the video. And I hope people will like get something out of this. But I I went too far and I turned it into kind of talking about, yes, my my story and it still made sense for the video, but I think that it wasn't concise enough to keep people's attention. Um, and, And so for some people, they watched those videos and they were like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that you're opening up about your emotions like this and your morals like this, I feel closer to you than I ever have before. And I've gotten like paragraphs from people where they've been opening up with their situation. And I shared a lot about like my, my journey with my family. And, uh, I, I kind of busted some myths about me. I think some people thought that I was like balling when I'm really balling on a budget. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I, I got a lot of, of responses like that, but then I also got responses from people that were like, you just haven't been able to hold my attention in these last four or five videos like you have before. And those are the people where I'm like, yeah, okay, so you don't really care about me. You just care about what I can do for you and how I can help you. And I know most people are going to be in that camp and it's going to take some convincing to get them over to the other camp where they actually care about my emotions and what I'm going through. So what I'm trying to do is figure out the intersection of the two of like, how can I make sure that the people who are there for me and want that emotional side of it are satisfied? But then also, how can I make sure that I'm satisfying the people who are like, just give me the information? Totally. I am. This is going to be such a fun conversation. I'm so excited. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> As you saw from one of my messages, I think it was like, oh, oh, oh my, my gosh. Yeah, that instant message. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I've never seen a message this long on Instagram. I'm really fascinated by it. Um, I think it's it all comes down to you. How should I say this? It takes a lot of intentionality to share your story. There's certain contexts where you're able to share your story, and it naturally just fits for you to start bringing up all this personal stuff and your emotions. And like, if you have a breakup, right? People hop into one of those, like I just broke up with, you know, videos and they immediately understand what they're signing up for that. They're going to get emotions dumped on them. Um, They sort of understand what, what's going on there. 
But when you do this with your YouTube channel, you're usually, it's usually more, there's more than just like one event that you're trying to clue the audience into. It's not just a breakup. It's not just your parents. It's not just, it's this whole arc, right? That you're trying to give people. And it's really hard to, you can't just say it all. Even if you tried, you wouldn't be able to cover it all. Um, So the approach that I have been fascinated by is how different creators are able to give me those glimpses into their life, but where I figure it out almost accidentally, or I figure it out and I don't mind that they just went on like a 30 second, 45 second tangent to talk about themselves. Um, I think, um, what were some of the things that, what were some of the things I talked about in the message, but, um, Hmm. What, what, um, I'm curious, what times that you opened up some, I'm curious, what times that you opened up some worked versus not working as, as well? Um, there was a time when I talked about my family, like, and growing up poor, right? And there was this moment where my sister and I and my mom, like my mom didn't have money to even just buy us a box of macaroni and cheese. And so my grandma was the one who was there for us. And she like brought us some food and came over and took care of me and my sister while my mom was working two jobs. And I don't think I actually mentioned the two job thing or that my grandma was like such a huge part of my life. But just that idea, I, I had this moment where I was filming where I like gave myself goosebumps and I could tell I was like, oh my God, that was really powerful was because just naturally out of my my mouth, I was like, you just want to stop feeling fucking poor for once in your life. And I think that, like, level of raw and realness, like, really resonated with people because it wasn't just me. There were so many people in my audience who feel like that, too. Like, they're so frustrated and overwhelmed and annoyed at at not being able to pay the bills and and even more so right now with this pandemic going on so many people are feeling that way and i think that little bit of of story helped them see why i have that motivation to make money for my family and that was really powerful and that was kind of at the beginning of everything i think that was the first youtube video that i put out where i talked about how my channel uh didn't grow as fast as the alpha gaming channel which is another channel in my space and uh they really liked that one but then and i think there were a couple more times let me look at the actual videos you've tried i've been watching your channel and you're trying so many things (laughs) in terms of how to share yourself i'm like (laughs) i love how you're just throwing different things at the wall yeah i'm experimenting a lot and i told people Mm -hmm. i was like we're in a weird place right now guys i don't know I don't know how you're going to feel about some of these videos, but I'm going to be throwing stuff at the wall to see what happens. Um, Let's see. Look at the comments on this one. Employed to... Okay, this one I kind of talked about, like... Oh, this person's like, I feel this on a deep level. I work a very fulfilling job. I honestly wouldn't give it give it up, even if I got big on YouTube and Twitch. I'm blessed in that regard. I stream and make videos because I love it. And I want to shed a brighter light on police officers instead of how most people view us. And that kind of, I was like, like reading that now, I, I don't think that I realize this, but something I'm noticing lately is that like my audience is way bigger than I thought that it was. I thought that I really was only speaking to streamers, but there are a lot of people outside of that that are are starting to find my videos and get value from them, even though I'm kind of talking to, and like speaking towards the the Twitch community. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, in this one, I talked about. Oh, that's what it was. This one, I talked about schedule, and I showed people the schedule that I used to go full-time as a streamer and so I actually like had this moment where I got on my computer and I had like two calendars that I was using I had like 
my current calendar, which I showed everybody at the end, I showed them what my, my schedule looks like now. I had my uh, calendar of when I was working a job, which was not a nine to five job. It was just a gig economy job. I was like delivering packages for Amazon and how I fit that in with content creation. And then I showed them one that might work for them if they were working a nine to five job. And then I, I showed them my current schedule and, and how it's like freed up a lot. And uh, another thing that I'm learning too is this like people are really enjoying the 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 like showing how of stuff right because for so long I was kind of a generalist and just like number one number two number three number four here are the things that you need to do and I never really showed them how to do it or how I did it I never pulled back the curtain and people are really requesting that lately um so I'm I'm doing that a bit more but I think in terms of what did what really hit and what didn't hit that I thought would was that very first emotional magic moment uh, that gave me the goosebumps of like, wow, that was that was real and honest. And I, all, I I kind of like swore and had this angry moment of like, this is my life and I hate it. And I think a, a lot of people really resonated with that. The other stuff was kind of still talking about that and building off of that. But it it might have just been too much information that people still got value from it because it was opening up but i think that it might have been what i said in that very first video of like you might just be fucking poor and be sick of it i think that was powerful enough to kind of carry me for a little while more as opposed to trying to draw out the emotion in every single video and, and go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper with it. I feel like all of those, all of that additional information, all of that additional emotion might have confused some people, even though I thought that it was giving them more clarity because I was talking more about it. Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting, like, contradiction almost. It's like, just because you share your feelings doesn't necessarily mean they're going to feel <laughs> like sometimes it's going to land. Sometimes it's not going to land. Um, and I think, yeah, sometimes we feel like sometimes we feel if we want to connect with our audience, we need to share more and more and more of our feelings, be vulnerable, be crying on camera, be, um, sharing all these dark sides of ourselves but in reality if we pay attention to how an audience processes information there's for instance in a tv show right you don't connect with a character or find them compelling because they're just losing it in every single scene. They go talk to their mom and they're crying and then they talk to go to the grocery store and they're crying. They, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that's not the, that's not the reason you connect with the character. The reason you connect with the character is because you, the writers have set up different scenes that bring out different sides of the person or pull them in different directions. And then you go, Oh my gosh, I would be, trapped like I would feel trapped in that situation or I would mm -hmm. feel limited or confused in that situation and you sort of indirectly um um you indirectly see their conflict and then you feel for them right mm -hmm. a lot of times you can get a lot of feeling resonating with the person even if they're not crying all the time or even if they're not being vulnerable all the time one person I think who's um, really good at this is um, like Shane Dawson is really good at this. Mm -hmm. Shane Dawson, if you see his content, you cannot help feeling for him, but it's yeah. because he really does a like insanely good job setting the context of like, even when the crazy stuff is happening around him, he then literally will I mean, I don't know how intentional strategic is. I really honestly think it's more strategic than he thinks, but yeah. or than it seems. But he will go to a different room, right? <laughs> and then be like, 
guys, oh my gosh, this is happening to me. Like, this is really meaningful to me because of the, like, I never thought that this was going to happen. But, you know, yeah. he, he like gives people some context and then he literally like walks out of the room and you see him bouncing around in this other crazy environment. Like, oh my gosh, that guy is now being confronted with, like we're seeing him play out in different scenes. And then as soon as something comes up that, we might not understand his past or what's meaningful to him. He then like takes us aside again and is like crying in the bathroom or like sitting on the floor confused or something. And he's like, I just never thought this was like, he sets context again. Yeah. Of, and sometimes it's not just crying. It's being anxious, stressed, overwhelmed, confused, wanting a guide. Want, like there's all these feelings that we as human beings have that are more than just, just our past or backstory or more than just you know it, it's it's way more complicated than that and so one thing I've been trying to figure out is <clears throat> we as an audience pick up on feeling and story a lot more when it feels really essential or when the context is set up really well so as I said with the breakup videos, we can hop in and out of that really easily because we we know the context really easily. But if it's like the the stuff about y- your backstory, right, um, and upbringing and struggling with money, that is something where you streaming on Twitch doesn't there's like a couple steps, <laughs> yeah. a couple extra steps you have to jump before they're like, Oh, it makes sense for her to be talking about money and her past and all this sort of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what so, I was trying to use the hero's journey for was so that like people could understand why I wanted to start talking about business and making money online because they knew why it mattered to me and they knew or they saw how I was struggling with the idea of talking about it and how I felt like it was going to be bad for me and I probably shouldn't do it but I was eventually I got to the place where I was like I'm going to do it anyway right like I'm just going to start talking about it and hopefully now it makes sense to all of the people who have been on this channel because they see the motivations and so now if they question in their minds like Oh, she just wants to make money. Like she's just wanna she just wants to take advantage of people and and like make herself rich. They actually know, like, oh no, that's not why she's doing this at all. And they see the like morals behind it because they have this this like more honest connection with me and they know my motivations of why I want to talk about this stuff. Um and so that was kind of like the goal of doing this this little five video storyline was hoping to like not alienate the people who wanted me to just talk about stream growth and then make it make sense for them while also starting to try and appeal to this new group of of people too yeah one thing i think is also interesting and relevant is it really only takes sorry i'm gonna like repeat the sentence but what (laughs) It's fascinating how little it takes for someone to feel connected to you. It, in terms of, it's sometimes it's not a two minute story. Sometimes it's not a 30 second story. It's like one sentence that if it just is said right and at the right time, they will immediately instinctively understand so much more about your past. Um, the one thing I, um, for instance, like, um, Gary V, Mm -hmm. Gary V is an interesting example. Gary V, we know so much random crap about his past, right? But it doesn't feel like we ever had a story time with Gary V where he's like, guys, let me lay it all out for you. This is what happened in my past. This is what happened in my past. This is what happened in my past, right? It's always been like snuck in there with these little sound bites, right? Yeah. We've just picked up on the wine store and the lab, you know, whatever. And it's because one, he's really efficient with 
cluing us into his past. So for instance, like him wanting to buy the jets, the only person who would want to buy the jet, like that already clues us into his values so quickly and like his vision and ethics and, you know, all this sort of stuff. Just him literally saying he wants to buy the jets. He knows he's going to buy the jets. He He's really efficient in demonstrating his values or like, he doesn't care about the money. He just wants as many people to show up to his funeral as possible, right? Like he's so good at making these extremely strong statements that communicate his values. But if you look at it in terms of a time length, in terms of a vulnerability length, it wasn't actually that vulnerable or sad. And it wasn't, it was super quick. He literally said it just like offhandedly, right? Mm-hmm. So we as um one thing i've been paying attention to is maybe it's not actually about the story but setting up scenes where we can have opportunities to give glimpses into our story mm-hmm. right so for instance as we've as you've seen and i've seen it myself but like sometimes we can share our story and it feels so real to us but it doesn't translate to them, right? Like, you know, that scene in your head of your mom not being able to pay for the mac and cheese and how real that is. Anyone else who has also experienced something like that can see that scene in their head. But maybe someone who is like two steps removed from that situation, it's harder for them to jump in. Um, so setting up, context where you'll get opportunities to explain or go show those glimpses is something I've been really paying attention to. So like with Gary Vee, right? He, he purposely shows his conversations with other creators um, all the freaking time of him helping other people. And so he, whenever people ask him a question, he then has the opportunity to just throw it in. Are you good? Yeah. 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 um, With, um, so yeah, like for instance, in this conversation we're having right now, it's way easier for you to bring up examples from your past because it's the context of a conversation with another person. And like, if I ask a question, you're like, oh, I can think of examples of that, bam, bam, bam. Um, whereas um, in the normal instructional how-to YouTube video, it's not as natural for that to be inserted. Um, so, I mean, trying if you have a side that you want to show like an analytical side or a business side or a a more vulnerable side i've been it's really impactful for the creator to actually be intentional or almost strategic about setting up context where they're going to have the opportunity to show that side yeah like i it's really powerful how Gary V like, it feels so natural for him to talk about his parents or like when he's like, there was a time when I had to bring wine out. Uh, like I had to carry the, uh, the wine to uh, the car of some people I went to high school with and I was loading the wine into their car and they were laughing at me or they, you know, whatever. And he was like, I didn't care because I knew that I was going to win in the end. But the reason that that came up was because some, you know, 18-year-old asked him about patience or asked him about self-esteem or asked him about confidence or asked him about. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. So it was natural for him to bring that up. It wasn't just like, hey, guys, I want to let you know I'm, I'm a real person too, blah, 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 you know. He doesn't ever do that. He just throws in these glimpses and you're like, Oh, I get it. And out of nowhere, like he sprinkles it in. When he sees an opportunity to give you that glimpse, he throws it in. But otherwise, he's just trucking along. Yeah. Um, but 
what's cool about Gary V, right, is he has the camera on all the time. <clears throat> so he he has highlighted so many different sides of him. So we can see his business side. We can see his personal side. We can see his one-on-one -on -one type of talking. We can see his public speaking talking. We can see his, um, we're seeing him in different contexts. So just like Shane Dawson shapes his little documentaries to set scenes to explain what's going on with him, I think we as creators need to be more creative about how, what formats we present ourselves in. Mm -hmm. Because maybe the how-to instructional videos are not the place or not the easiest way to share our story. Yeah. Then that means we need to think of other ways that we can also be teaching, helping, serving, but where it's more natural for us to yeah. sprinkle some some more of our humanity in there. It does make me think of like Peter McKinnon's channel, right? Mm -hmm. He has his how-to videos, mm -hmm. but then yeah. he also has like his vlogs. And then he also has, so his vlogs are like, get to know me. It kind of fulfills that need. His how-to is, here's how, here, let me help you. And then his, like, filmmaker, oh, and then he has his reviewing your photos or critiquing your photos stuff. So what he's doing is helping people build their skills, and that's, like, his community-centric content. And then he also has his filmmaker reacts stuff, which is, like, him creating a character out of himself, a personality out of himself. Right. So he's kind of, like, hitting all of these different pieces where he has the how-to. So that's his search. That's how he, like, throws himself out into pulling more viewers in. But then he mm -hmm. also nurtures those viewers through his, his relationship-building vlogs, and he creates a community out of them through the the reviews and he has the filmmaker reacts so people that just want to see more of his information get that with his personality exactly. so it's like he's like fulfilling all of those different needs and the i don't know it's almost like i feel like i should i need to find a way to do that like how can i make myself as the character how can i create a, a community like um what is a community like review type of thing how can i make how-to videos and how can i make uh like more vlog style stuff but how can i make it all feel cohesive because I think once you start to create all these different styles Split. of content, yeah. it's so easy to lose track of like, yeah, just, yeah, it's, it's so hard to make it all seem Pete, like it fits together. Right. I think Peter McKinnon actually, like, it's not easy. He has fragmented his content a lot mm -hmm. um, in a way where he can pull it off because he's so charismatic. Um like even if he's doing something that where nothing really happens, he himself can make it so entertaining um, that it works. But for most of us, it doesn't work for us to separate it out like that. I think <clears throat> one thing I've been, <clears throat> okay, so first, it takes a lot of freaking creativity on our end to make this happen, which is why I like studying <laughs> these creators who are doing something really bizarre or different with their con like whenever I emotionally connect with them I'm like wait how did that happen <laughs> how did you do that <laughs> how did you yeah. do that um um but I think that's the danger is where we think we have to separate it out completely right it's like mm -hmm. these are the vlogs these are the travel videos. These are the instructional videos. It's like, there's got to be a way where you can take that tiny piece that's exciting about the travel, that tiny piece that's excited about the vlogs or the personal side of the vlogs and the teaching of the instructional videos and make this weird mutant hybrid thing um, yeah. that, um, yeah. And but, I, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. 
So I, I do feel like there's this... There are channel... There's another channel that does this really well, I would say, is... Um, I think I've talked to you about her before, is Erin On Demand, where she has these kind of, like, vlogs where she shows behind the scenes of her, like, being a, a girl boss. And then mm -hmm. she has, like... Um, she has the more how-to kind of stuff, but somehow she's able to have this, like, variety in her content. And I'm a little... I feel like that variety is really important, but making it all feel cohesive and make sense is way more important because there are certain people who are going to like a specific style. And I think we'll notice that like, that's kind of the style that props up our channels um, or that's the topic or the, the, you know, whatever it is that really props it up. And then there are some other things that, yeah, they don't get the viewership, but they're there to kind of build out the picture of the experience for people. Um, yeah. And I, I'm, I guess I'm trying to figure out like where that, what that looks like or where those, man, I don't know. I, well, I do think that there's something my... really cool. And like, if I'm trying to pull all the pieces out of all these different styles, then if I, let's say I, I pull the cool stuff about the vlog, which is the seeing the behind the scenes. And then I pull the cool stuff of the how-to, which is like teaching people how to do it. And I kind of mix those two together. It creates almost this like vlog plus how-to video, which I think is really cool and, and really interesting. And trying to put both of those together can be super powerful. But if I were to do all of my videos as that, like, vlog how-to style, then it would get... I think people need more variety than that, potentially. I might be completely wrong. You're the expert. More variety. Sure, more yeah, variety in, in what sense? As in, like, maybe for some videos it makes sense that it's not that specific... Uh, hybrid music. Yeah, hybrid. Thing. Like maybe yeah. for some of them it should just be how-to or for some of them it should just exactly. be a vlog. And knowing yeah. like what what message I want to give people and the format that I want to give it in that makes it more powerful as a message I think is a skill that I just don't have right now. I think the... I think if there was one thing that matters most in terms of um, the through line, it should be your mission. Mm. So if you, as I said in one of my videos, people pay attention to how they, how you make them feel. Right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like people might be coming to your content because you always make them feel like they have a new option or they feel understood or heard or you're sharing a perspective that they're not used to, right? Mm -hmm. That's, if you can keep a mission consistent in your content, people are actually willing to go on these weird rides with you. Um, but they need to know that you're going to deliver on that feeling every single time. Mm. So if you can deliver on the, for instance, like for me, I really want to share perspective and I want it to be a lot about self-awareness and how we can communicate ourselves better or open up new opportunities. You for... do that in every video. Every it's video that I watch, I'm like, <laughs> how is this so good? <laughs> Thank you. But that is super consistent, right? So there's no video where you don't have like a thinking it's very thinking turning point oriented. Um, it doesn't matter if I'm walking outside, if we're having a conversation like this, if I'm, you know, sharing something more on the inspirational, motivational side, I always try to tie it back to that one through line because I know that that's what people are actually signing up for. They're not signing up. They say that they're connected to you as a human being, which is true. They are. But at the same time, like if I just showed a vlog of me hanging out with my family, 
Yeah. <laughs> they are not going <laughs> to connect. Like, yeah, they, <laughs> they do not care. So, like, maybe some will care, but they don't. Like, so yeah, what they they're signing. It's not, like, relevant for them. Exactly. Right? Like, so, they're like, yeah, yeah, this is cool, but it doesn't do anything to improve their lives. Right. So what you really need to pay attention to is, are you giving them that feeling that they're signing up for? Are you giving them that help that they're signing up for? And it doesn't matter if you package it in a blog style, travel, instructional, whatever. But if you're giving them that ingredient, they, they will be down. They will not feel that anything is off. Um, even if suddenly you're outside walking your dog, even if it's just like with Gary Vee or Casey Neistat, right? You just like know what you're going to feel like after you watch one of their pieces of content. It doesn't matter if it's a public speaking clip or he's video chatting with someone. You know, Gary Vee is going to like destroy your excuses. He's going to be super aggressive. He's going to sort of motivate or inspire or like that hustle thing. He's going to be very loud about that. And that's the feeling you're signing up for. You're not signing up for him sitting in a chair being like, guys, I'm feeling sensitive today. You know, like, no, you know, who's really good about that is uh, Elle Mills. Yes. Every single one of her videos, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like crying at <laughs> yeah. the end of it because she is the master of turning this story into this like deep emotion, this thing that is just like so raw and real and. And by the, like, you don't even know that she's doing it throughout the video, right? Until it gets to the very end and she hits you with this, like, this just massively crazy thing. And she does this, like, montage where she kind of, like, wraps up all these different pieces that she's weaving. And then at the very end, she wraps them all up together. And you're just mind blown thinking, like, wow, this is what this was actually going to mean. Holy crap, that's like, and you could watch every single one of her videos. They all do that. You'll get that. Every yeah, single they're, one. They're always so relatable. Yeah. And she also has such a creativity in how she ties random pieces together and shows meaning or gets you inside of her head. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not just going to be a sitting video. She can, she, there's, I mean, if you've seen her notes for her videos, she literally sets up act one, act two, act three for every single video. I haven't seen that, does she? Oh my (laughs) God. Yeah, she does. That's so cool. Which is why they have that that thing, that energy. Um, They're totally structured like a story. She, She focuses on that a lot. And that's the thing that, like, again, we're coming back to is, that's what we actually subscribe to. It's like, I want to watch this creator because they always make something so relatable and it's always so creative and it's always um, like packaged in a way where I have that aha, oh, this is how it ties together. Yeah. You sign up for those feelings that people, or like a Matt Diavella video, you get uh, like, oh, I want to suddenly clean all of my drawers and restructure my all my habits feeling you know yeah um that's what you're signing up for it's not actually the tips so like the tips help but it's not actually that so in that sense if you identify that secret ingredient or that that mission that core line that 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 core through line that people are coming to your content for figuring out now how to package that in a lot of different containers, right? It's like, oh, today it's in a, it's in this size cup, this day it's in a little micro content, this day it's in a video chat, you know? That's so, (laughs) you blow my mind every time we talk, (laughs) I swear. I freaking swear because that has me thinking about like what okay so what is it that my what's the emotion that I really leave people with and even for those those channels like let's say Vanessa Lau Sunny Leonard Juicy or those people who they kind of have a storyline because they are the storyline you know it's like their journey from being this person who wants to be their own boss and then they become it and then they now they're like very successful and what are they going to do now that type of of story is still really good but if I think of like the emotions that I have when I watch their videos it's always me thinking about 
my future strategically and like how I'm gonna feeling I'm I get gonna, like, their videos be, too. Yeah. It's like how am I gonna be this like badass boss babe that yeah with this information that I now have. And right. That's, I guess that's a, a thing I've never thought about with my videos is like, what's, because I, I've heard you say this in your videos before. I've heard you say, like, think about the emotion that people are getting from your content. And I kind of took that as like, okay, so in this video, we'll just make them laugh. Or in this video, I'm going to make them connect with me emotionally. Or in this video, like, I just want them to experience some kind of emotion just in general in every single one but now it just has so much more context in that every single video basically serves this like emotion that you're selling to people that you're like just packaging up in different ways 100 it's like actually like taste is probably a better like um like adjective to describe it right yeah you sort it's like of how your what... smoothie tastes <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like seriously like it's it's a it's a much more like instinctive like you might not be able to describe it yeah but you're like i want that <laughs> you know it's like i want more of that this youtube uh, smoothie analogy i swear <laughs> this is like yeah. so next level oh my gosh it's so perfect to describe like all these different pieces of YouTube. Yeah. Whole, how did you even do this? You're <laughs> ridiculous. The um one thing I will so for you though, you could find ways to I think last time I don't remember exactly how you said it, but you said building something in in your last video you said like these videos are going to be about these two things. Yeah. wanting to build a better future for your family and future family and uh, helping you like practically. Be yeah. In like I don't want right? to take advantage of someone else's family so that I can help my family. Like right. I still want it to be, yeah, I want to teach about like business now. I want to open up into these topics and help people become that, that like, I guess I want to give them the feeling that I get from, from Sunny and Vanessa and all those other people's videos is like strategically planning for your future and helping you feel like you have the information to be able to accomplish anything that you want in your life. And I think that before there was this disconnect, at least in the the community where some streamers thought that like, I just was out to make money just to make it. And they didn't really know the motivations behind it. And so that caused like some of my my community members to really kind of drop out because they didn't understand. And so now I'm much more connected with the why of like, not just, yeah, I want to be this, this boss that has agency over their life and, and is in control of all of that. But I also want to make sure that I'm, I'm publicly talking about how I'm doing it ethically and how it's not, I'm, I don't want anyone to ever feel like I'm trying to take advantage of their family in order for me to just like have this extravagant lifestyle. Cause that's not what it's right. about for me at all. Right. And that's the thing where you then can, I, I would recommend in your case then like figure out what that taste is, that feeling is that you give. And then this is one of those um, wise that you can sprinkle in as like, if people ask you why, you know, like if yeah. people question your motivations or if there's a time when you're coaching another creator on stream, you go, look, I know what it's like being poor. I know what it's like having no options. The reason I keep making content and I'm so excited about it is because I want to give options to you. And I'm also mm -hmm. passionate about creating more options for myself. You say that, that's literally 15 seconds. They under, they, they will immediately click with you. Yeah. Um, but it, they don't actually need the whole scene, right? You don't actually need to talk about the mac and cheese, but you just saying it like, guys, <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, then they will immediately um, connect is... and in a more concise way. Yeah, I think this is something that like I used to do because my storyline and my narrative for the longest time was 
I struggled on Twitch for four years, right? Like I started and stopped more times than I think most streamers have even hit start stream on their broadcasting software. I, I stopped streaming and I started making YouTube videos about the things that I was learning because I found podcasts and I found business and marketing books and I found this like wealth of knowledge that nobody else was really teaching out. And so that's whenever I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start making YouTube videos about it. And then I came back to Twitch and like immediately had double the viewership that I'd ever had, even though I was streaming for so long and got like partnered in two months, hit 250 average viewers within like six months and hit all these milestones very, very quickly once I started again. And so my narrative for the longest time was like, listen, I know what it's like feeling like you're screaming into the wind. Like no one is paying attention to you. You're shouting amongst everybody else who's shouting. You can't get any attention and it freaking sucks. It sucks because you love streaming more than anything else in your life. You wish for once, like you found this platform of people that you know you would fit in with and you wish that you could just be discovered and and be found and feel like part of that group and there is a way through that and so I for a long time was like a symbol of this this idea that even though you're struggling right now as a streamer that there are like there's secrets there's information out there that can help you to grow your community to get where you want to be to achieve all the goals that you have with the platform which gave a lot of hope to the people who were new and to the people who had been on the platform and been struggling for a long time and so i was seen as this like beacon for people who had really really been struggling really been wanting to achieve the things that they want and i still have that part of me of my story and i think i'm always really going to resonate with those people as the personification of that but i think that there's this there's this other storyline that i'm kind of transitioning to or this new narrative that's just cropping up in my life because i've already gone through that right and because i feel like i've already gotten to the place of that storyline is already finished and there's nothing else that i can really add to it because the underdog already became successful and so now what's the next storyline like what am i an underdog in right now that is going to be my next success that I can bring people into. And the hardest thing is like trying to evolve the narrative and retain the old narrative, but then bring in this new one and see how they, they click together and the intersections between them and also make it make sense. (laughs) Right. Totally. It's so complicated, which is why I just like marvel when people do this naturally without thinking about it, because my way of doing it is definitely Oh my gosh, I have to be so intentional yeah, about this. Same. It's not like manipulative. It's just like I just know how easy it is to be confused when you're watching a YouTube yeah. channel. So so I'm like, okay, what do I include? What do I not include? Um the it's yeah, it's really p- interesting how powerful our identity like our identity is a big thing that people link on to so as you said like that identity of being an underdog and wanting to create more options for yourself and other people or like making it accessible right that's something people can relate to just like with the content bug seeing her transform in front of your eyes from being a 2000 sub channel to a 70,000 sub channel (laughs) like every single you know that was sort of what you were signing up for was like how is this affecting her? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, exactly. How does this happen? Um, so now you have to present a new, what I think is cool though, is what was exciting about that early transformation was your identity shift. Yeah. The shift is what's interesting going from nothing to, okay, I want to be a leader or going from a small YouTube channel to a big YouTube channel. So now you have to just paint a picture of your new identity shift. So maybe it's like, hey, I've succeeded in this way for myself. But now what I'm excited about doing is figuring out how to give this gift to other people and at scale. I don't want to just do it on a one-on-one level. I don't want to just do it with my book. I want to be speaking about this. I want hundreds of people to indirectly know that they can actually do it. If they, and especially if they look like me, if they come from a background like me, if, you know, like when you say stuff like that, people immediately resonate Uh, (laughs) and can just clue in, oh, 
that's why she's doing what she's doing. That's why she's experimenting. That's why she's talking about her feelings. Oh, that's why she's like going to this conference. That's why she's, you know, if you paint a picture of a new identity shift, then people can get excited about your stuff. And that honestly, frankly, that's something I don't do well. Mm-hmm. I would say I, there's so many things I take for granted in my own story that I, I'm like, they'll just get it. And I don't, they, like they don't. Um, I, I am so freaking passionate about basically a similar type of thing where it's like, I've seen my transformation from being really insecure to way more confident, thinking that my area of influence is like this big to way bigger. Or I was doing pre-med and I thought my whole life was headed towards something I wasn't gonna like doing. And I was like, is it possible for me to do videography? Is it possible for me to do, you know, YouTube now? And that drive of saying, no, actually it is possible. Actually, there are answers. I want to make that as accessible and entertaining and all that sort of stuff as possible. So I don't know if it, it, it's so tricky because you're like, I don't know, you, you don't want to just... Yeah, you don't like it's hard to have all of these components in exactly. your videos because there's so many and you want to make sure that you're hitting everything but you I I think because of the nature of being a content creator you're always improving, you're always getting better, you're always learning more that eventually you realize that there's so many things that are part of this and you are really great at making sure that specific things are included at this point in your journey. But then once you learn that more things need to be included, you're like, Oh no, no. How do I put those in there too? Yeah. I can't put all 12 or 20 things into each video, which is why. Yeah. There I've just been, it's almost like getting comfortable with different colors is now the way I'm, I sort of look at it. It's like, Am I comfortable sharing something more motivational? Am I comfortable Mm. sharing more of my imperfection? Am I comfortable sharing my more analytical side? Um, And getting comfortable with those colors so that it's in my wheelhouse of, okay, I'm going to make this video. I need it to have this. I now know how to do that in a really creative way. I know now know how to do that in a way that shows those colors that I've been practicing for a long time. Because as, as you know, content creation is a long-term thing. It's not like a TV show where you have one season and you need to, you know, you've got eight episodes. It's your continual like story for years and years and years. Right. So, um, one, it's cool because you have more time, but also more complicated because that's the thing that's so crazy, too, is you're making yeah. a TV show, but people are jumping in at different episodes, like, yes. like out of nowhere. Right. So how do you make it? How do you make them also understand the context? And I think coming back to that, those core things, right? What do my videos feel like? Is there a clear identity shift they can see? Is the mission clear? Mm-hmm. Um, those things are probably what I pay attention to the most um, in terms of trying to keep those consistent in my videos. And then the format can sort of fluctuate all over the place. Um, the, yeah. It's so good. Like mission, identity, and emotion. It's not... SEO, it's not thumbnail, it's not title. <laughs> like those things are still important, still good yeah. common practices. But this deeper stuff, I think, is the stuff that which is why I love your channel and I always tell people to go and, and watch it because I think learning the SEO portion of everything is so freaking easy. And you get to a point where you know or and you just realize something in your head kind of like goes off and you're like there's more to this there's definitely more to this because i'm seeing these channels that don't use seo at all and they're popping off and they're doing way better than me so what is it what are those components that are underneath they're like the secret that's kind of like when you pull back the curtain these are the things that actually matter 
And that's, yeah, that's the stuff that you're giving people. And thanks. I'm excited about it. I am the reverse. I need to get my system in place so I can upload more content and upload more frequently and be better at SEO and discovery. I'm not succeeding on that front, but I do think the story stuff I have a, a pretty fun grasp on. There's their um, identity shift. <laughs> I really am trying to figure it out because it's really hard for me to package it in different ways. I do think though that I want to create some, when we were talking about like different containers for the same feeling. Mm -hmm. um, like, I think it would be cool if I had a more deep dive breakdown video every single week that took a lot of time. And then I had a more mindset perspective, like a, like a creator mindset type of video. Yeah. Creator self-awareness mindset type of video that took like a medium amount of effort. And then I had a long form video every week that was sort of a conversation like this that shows a different side of me and what's going on behind the scenes, but also is related to being a better creator, communicating better as a creator, being more self-aware as a creator. Um, and that takes the least amount of effort relative. And if I can hit those through lines, right, those are three consistent buckets that yeah. show the same thing, but show different sides or spins on it. I think that that's something I'm working towards. Yeah, I think that's great. Showing people the different sides of stuff, but still making sure that all of those components are still there that we talked about today that need yeah. to be in every single video. <laughs> exactly. are still consistent. All right, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a comment, a review on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. There we go. <laughs> and I will see you all in the next one. Bye.